Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Good Saturday afternoon from sunny Chicago, beaming all over the world here today. Faith Marketplace equips individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. So at Samurai, we say, we're here to put the wind back in your sails. Hey, and boy, I am so excited today, all the way from Columbus, Ohio, I'd like for you to meet Dr. Bridget Williams, and boy, fasten your seatbelts because she has got a phenomenal story. Welcome, Bridget. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I've been waiting for this interview ever since I talked to you first time. It seems like it's been forever since we talked to each other. Absolutely. You know, let's uh, let's do this. You had a a quote that you uh, shared with me, and I I think I'd like to share it with our audience, and, and what inspired you about this quote? Absolutely. So follow your bliss, and the universe will open doors for you where there were only walls before. And if this is a quote by Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. um, it really is meaningful to me because a physician um, that I was working with when I was in medical school shared this with me when I was trying to figure out my path. And instead of telling me what to do and giving me his vision of, of what I should do, he really he gave me this quote. Mm. And it empowered me in a way, and I think it still speaks to my faith. You know, um, we openly will say universe or what have you, but if you follow your bliss, God will really open doors where there were only walls before. Yeah. And I have really let that be uh, a guiding uh, quote and a guiding uh, source for me as I've gone through my life. And uh, so it's always been meaningful. Okay. That's yeah, that's great because every everybody that I've had on the show, they've got a special meaning for these quotes. And the quotes are, oftentimes are during seasons, different seasons of your life, too. It could be mm-hmm. a Bible verse. It could be a well-known author or somebody or somebody very obscure. And it just rings true and it, and it helps them. But I, I love that because it was given to you early, early on as you're looking to become a medical doctor and do all that. And obviously, uh, it stuck, you know, yes, <laughs> it stuck, with, stuck you. with me. And, and I always go back to it. I mm-hmm. always go back to it. So, well, listen, let's set the stage here for what all these people are going to be listening to today. What are some mm-hmm. of those key takeaways that you'd like for the listeners to take away today? Absolutely. So, um, I am a family physician, but I'm also a cannabinoid doctor as well. And so what we're really going to look at is that, um, cannabinoids, the active, um, part of cannabis plants and other plants as well come from that it comes from many different plants mm. and is um, not simply from cannabis um, 
but it's a, it's most abundant in cannabis, mm-hmm. um, but it comes from many plants. And I want people to learn about that. Okay. Um, the second one is that cannabis can be a safe alternative to some pharmaceuticals. And when people are looking at different ways to approach their health, this might be an option for them. Mm-hmm. And that you don't have to be high or addicted to use cannabis. And I think that's the biggest myth that people assume that they are either going to be highly, very addicted or that they, to use it, then you're walking around inebriated, and um, that's not true at all. So Yeah, I, I, I know that in watching one of your videos where you busted 12 myths, uh, and I'm encouraging you to get that posted somewhere so people know, because that was really, t- and the other thing too, the history of cannabis, my goodness, that goes yeah. back, wow, does that go back? It was, what yeah. the, was it the Mongols that, that uh, originally started with it? I thought. Honestly, I mean, it's, it's been, um, it starts um, in Asia millennials ago. I mean, just so, so very long ago. Right. And it has continued to evolve and go around the world and develop as, uh, as we develop yeah. as people. So, yeah. yeah. I, that's fabulous. Well, let's let the audience know who Dr. Bridget Williams really is here with uh, your testimony. So did you come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Girl? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I definitely come from, if you're familiar with Kojic, mm. um, Churches, Church of God in Christ, and um, I'm from Detroit, okay. Michigan, um, originally, and uh, come from, I don't know, a great family and decided to really walk a path. I, education was always going to be a focus of mine, without a doubt. Okay. Um, and so I focused on psychology and I focused on and ended up doing medicine and kind of do a combination of that now. So, so you grew up in the faith, basically. Yeah. But when did you, because mm-hmm. I've asked this question of several people because it's really interesting. When did you really find, really grasp the fact that Jesus was your Lord and Savior? You know, it is interesting that you say that because when you grow up in it, it is your norm, right? right. And I had, and, it, and that was always true without a doubt. But honestly, when I started to have my own children mm. and I wanted them to have something to be their guiding light, something to hold on to, right. something that wasn't just their parents and it wasn't just some rule book. I needed them to have faith, yeah, right? Right. And I started really seeking out the right church for them. Okay. And what I really found was the right church for me. <laughs> and and I always laugh because God is so amazing. And like, you think, you know, it's going to happen. And then, you know, don't blink. Right. <laughs> and so I found the right church for me. Right. And of course, inevitably ends up being the right church for them. But um, my faith grew. I thought I had faith, you yeah, know. Right. And then, um, gosh, I was so involved in. And we've moved since then. And and so um, I don't, and my career's a little crazy now, but I was running what, two or three Bible studies at the time. Wow. And, okay. I, and even though I grew up in the faith, I wasn't baptized, believe it or not. So no I became kidding. baptized wow. and my children and my family. Wow. And um, yeah, so what a beautiful, beautiful. And of course, I'm still, you know, when I go back home um, to, Cl- to Cleveland, I, I go back and, you know, when I can and. I love um, it. Oh, it was so amazing. Like I was running a Bible 
uh, movie groups. I was either going to the theater to see a lot of Christian movies or we would rent different movies. And I was writing Bible studies. Oh, my goodness. I actually (laughs) loved, loved, loved it. It was so great. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What a story. Well, young lady, we got to keep the story around because uh, the uh, curves and twists, and I don't want, you know, I I don't want to run out of time. So uh, if we get closer, then I'll. I'll stop yes. you, but let's talk about your medical and going into, into medicine. What, what, you know, what inspired you to do that? Absolutely. So um, a lot of that grew out of the fact that my father had colon cancer. Oh. And so by, by the time I was 12, he had passed away from cancer. Oh my goodness. And during the time, you know, up until then, when he was in the hospital and sick and the medical team would come in and they would kind of hover over him and walk out. Mm. And I would look at my mom because I was like, here's this family sitting here, these children, you know, right. myself, and my brother, and not even look at us. And oh. I would turn to my mother and I would say, I could do that so much better. Wow. And she was like, you should. Wow. And wow. every time they came in and they every time they would do, they wouldn't even acknowledge that we existed. And I would say, I could do that so much better. And she would just say, you should. Boy. And that. that's the start of it. That's divine anointing right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a God thing right there. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So uh, what led you on the path? Now, you grew up in Detroit. And yeah. so what led you the path down? And how did you choose medical school? Where did you go to medical school and all that? Right. So um, college was University of Michigan. Great school. And then um, I loved Michigan State. When I started doing my interviews, uh-huh. they, gosh, that there was a different attitude. There was a love and comforting and closeness that I felt that they could offer okay. that I wasn't going to get any place else. So um, went to Michigan State for medical school and then uh, went to the Cleveland Clinic for my residency in family medicine and stayed there for the next, what, 17, 18 years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, and I thought I was really going down south. I had no intention yeah. of staying, but I stayed there for 18 years. Wow. And, yeah. and certainly people can re- relate to that out there, listeners. I mean, that is one of the premier uh, healthcare areas in the country, right? I mean, you guys are right up yeah. there with Mayo. I mean, it's always, yeah. you know, and Sloan Kettering. I mean, those are the kind of the top three that I always kind of get the, you know, I don't know what the pecking order is anymore. You'd have a better idea. But you know what? I, I, I want to make sure that going in this next segment, people understand how involved you were in, you know, traditional medicine and particularly oh, yeah. one of the top places in the world. You know, you mm-hmm. have people from all over the world coming in there. Mm-hmm. And and I think when we get into the next part of this story is what happened there? You know, this transition that you made and then you went down to Columbus. Well, how, boy, you really decided to really fire up the people in Michigan. I mean, University <laughs> of Michigan, Michigan State, and then you go down to the, the Ohio State, Columbus, Ohio, man. I mean, holy <laughs> smokes. Uh, that's yeah. There's a whole story there, I'm sure. And I'm sure you yeah. get a lot of uh, interesting uh, comments, you know, from the folks there, the Ohio State folks, you know, <laughs> when you're hanging out your big M banner out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, wow. I can't believe we blazed through this first segment already. Dr. Bridget's here in the house. So we're going to be back here uh, with the next segment of the show. And you got to stay tuned because Dr. Bridget's got a fabulous giveaway today. And we're going to let you know about that. But you're not going to know if you don't come back. OK. Hey, listen, I'm proud to announce that Inbound Studio has a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They've generously provided their talent and expertise to deliver and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Go out and check it out, faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small, medium businesses 
be effective and efficient in getting results to their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. Get out there and check them out. I encourage you to check out uh, inboundstudio.studio, okay? That's inboundstudio.studio. We're going to be right back here with my special guest, Dr. Bridget Williams, and with the rest of the story. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Dr. Bridget Williams. She's an MD. And uh, boy, I told you to fasten your seatbelts because that first segment went by well. But let's talk, we, we're going to pick it up again. She's now uh, decided to take her residency at Cleveland Clinic. Boy, and just getting into that as your residency had to be a big deal, wasn't it? I was very excited. Yeah, very, very excited. Because they don't take a lot of uh, folks like interns, right? Or people of the um, residency we, or not? Well, you know, they, they definitely have a flourishing residency program for different disciplines, but it is definitely competitive. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's the best of the best going there. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you apply to any place else? Or was that what you oh, had yeah. your heart set on? Um, I mean, I'm trying to even remember, because to be honest, it was so long ago, but the, yeah. the whole way that you um, interview and sign up for and for residency and then there's mm-hmm. the match program did you i ranked cleveland clinic as number one then they had to rank me in their top however if they uh, have eight residents they had to rank me in their top eight got it and that's the only way that you get to into that program yeah. so i definitely looked at other places um but i you know that was my that was one. cool that I, was your number one choice now yeah. did you pray a lot on that oh <laughs> oh <laughs> I'll bet you did, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I don't even know how to. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Prayer, prayers answered there, huh? Oh, okay, geez, you're so not kidding. we're coming out of medical school. We get this residency gig at clinic uh, at the Cleveland mm-hmm. Clinic. So yeah. walk us through that a little bit as to what that was like. You know, yeah, we're there for a long time. Yeah. So um, obviously, I did my family medicine, which is a three-year program, and then you're working out of different different parts of their hospitals and, you know, different areas to complete your residency. And um, I ended up being the chief resident. You're making me think of things I haven't thought of in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the chief resident for my group Mm -hmm. uh, of residents and then uh, decided to stay there because I thought, oh, I got to get warmer. I got to get out of the snow belt. But um, but I stayed there and uh, continued as a family, you know, staff family physician for I guess the next uh, about 15 or so years after residency. And now what um, made you decide on that discipline in that practice? Oh gosh. You know, um, for me, family medicine really meant that I was really connecting with the patient, you know, and I really liked the idea that every time I'd open a door, there'd be a different problem, a different, you know, I didn't want to see the same exact thing all day. I needed variety okay. and I needed connection. And that well, was really important well, to me. Well, I think just that story you told about your father and how disinterested mm-hmm. they were in the family. And you said, mm-hmm. I could do this so much better. That had to be the path of what you had on your mind. That Absolutely. I'm going to be better than what, you know, I've been exposed to. 
And I was a great advocate for my patients with their specialists. Ah, So when they felt like they weren't connecting with the specialists, right? I was the one calling and saying, Hey, you're, you're missing the boat with these people, you know? Okay. And so that was meaningful for me. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's godly work. Gee, that's awesome. Okay. So let's bring us up to bring this up to speed a little bit. Now, what made you decide a, phenomenal company you know organization like that known worldwide yeah and moved to columbus ohio what yeah. was that well, all about so it really starts with i wanted to get into a smaller system i was tired of the big system and everything mm-hmm. that goes i just wanted that small you know medical feel right okay. and okay. a little bit more intimate but um so i was already doing that i was already set up working for a uh a smaller, you know, company institution mm-hmm. office setting, and um, back, you know, back go backwards, probably fifteen years or so, I guess. And I had a patient that I knew well, mm-hmm. and she had just finished all of her treatments for breast cancer, and she was coming to me because she was just diagnosed a diabetic, mm-hmm. and she was really mad. Mm-hmm. You know, she felt like she did everything that she could possibly do to fight cancer mm-hmm. and then here comes diabetes and yeah, she was just right. mad mm-hmm. and and i said well you know let's see what we can do differently and at the time i was really helping patients try to change their lives to get off of medication ah, like okay. that was inspiring to me okay. that felt like this is why i'm here handing out just more pills did not feel like medicine to me right. at all yeah. So with this particular woman, um, you know, I, I'm kind of introducing how can you take control of your life back and what have you. And she said, what about cannabis? Mm. And, you know, I'm a Reagan kid. You mm-hmm. know, Nancy said, right. say no. Yeah. And she said my brain was going to fry and the egg. And I <laughs> yeah. believe all of it, you know, all right. of it, right? Of course. So I was just, I, I, I didn't even know what to say. But I have to tell you, I always respected my patients and where, where they were coming from. I would always look up whatever they asked me about. Sure. So I go to look up cannabis, really thinking this is, you know, a yeah. waste of time and was right. blown away even 15 years ago about the research that was going on. Oh, boy. And that there was medical possibilities. I had no idea. Wow. No idea that there was even medical possibilities. And that was really intriguing. And I had a lot of respect for her as well. And and I said, you know what? Let's see what this is about. Obviously, she knew a lot more about it than I did. Mm-hmm. But I was reading feverishly about dosing and timing. And and she was kind of like making edibles and smoking. And, and But what was blowing me away was her blood sugars were normalizing. Wow. Wow. And her weight was decreasing. Her sleep was better. Her She was all but going to lose her job. Her work performance was better. Her stress Holy was better. Holy smoke. And, and she was more active. And, yeah. and so it was everything that I thought I knew about cannabis. Uh-huh. She destroyed all of that. You know? Wow. So that was, like I said, a while ago. And I just kind of put that away and, you know, went on about my business. And so when medical cannabis came to Ohio and I was starting a new job and I wanted a smaller, more intimate setting, I said, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll help out with this whole cannabis thing. I want to know mm. more. Sure. And I uh, got, um, you know, I, I applied for a job at a small, you know, card clinic, we call them, or card mills, where basically it's cards for cash. Right. That's all they do. Right. And they said, we don't really care about what, what you know, or we don't, we just do cards. We don't do, we don't treat, we don't do any of that. That's the medical marijuana cards, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. And that turned me off. 
Okay. So okay. I decided to, I felt like I was in my, a place in my career where it was time to make a difference. Mm. And I got certified as a cannabis educator because I really wanted to know more. Right. And I also got certified as a life coach because I realized mm. that's what I was doing that was different. I was putting right. patients in on my lunch hour and at the end of the day because they wow. needed more time. Right. I wanted that connection, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I decided to open my own offices and fell in love with it, you know? And how long ago was that when you started opening your own office? Um, I started my offices at the end of 2018. And um, we grew to two off. Well, we grew to actually four offices, but with COVID, we went back down to two because we started doing telemedicine. Okay. Now, was that and in then with telemedicine? You don't need all those offices. Yeah. Know? Was that in Cleveland or down in Columbus? That you this was all in Columbus. All in mm -hmm. Columbus. Okay. Yeah. And so one office is in Cleveland and one office is in Columbus. Now, what made you decide to go down to Columbus? Um, I had this opportunity to smaller uh, health system. Ah. That okay. was much. And, and and they kind of knew, you, you know, I kind of said, well, and, you know, I started working for them. It was four days a week. It was great. And then I said, I'm kind of working on this other thing. Right. So then it's three days and then two days. And they're like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so um, And so eventually uh, things just got so busy that I still do family medicine through one of my other offices. Okay. Um, it's an integrative clinic. So but uh yeah. So, so you're still so serving, you're still serving the, the love you first had for medicine yeah. with the families and all that stuff, but well beyond that. So who's your ideal cl uh, client and target audience for you now? So we really focus on the type of person that is looking for, they're really struggling with their medication, struggling with the diagnoses that don't make sense to them. Mm. Um, people that are dealing with pain, anxiety, sleep, and um, are hoping that they can find something that will relieve their issues, particularly patients that can't can no longer take like this is their last resort, right? Oh, that they they have liver disease, stomach issues, kidney disease, and then a lot of medications they can't take. Right, so cannabis ends up being an option for them and and a helpful one for many. Yeah, that is so cool. Because I, I did watch one of your videos of busting those 12 myths and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the genesis of how far back all this goes. It was just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And, of course, mm -hmm. started with the Asians, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. the holistic, holistic medicine, you know, that well, they've been practicing. The world was smaller then, right? Yeah, the world. right. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a lot smaller yeah. then. But mm -hmm. uh, so... Uh, so anybody walks to your door, basically, or is looking for an alternative. Now, don't, are they a bit shocked that you're a regular medical doctor, that you're not some alternative medicine person? Um, well, in the state of Ohio, you have to be an MD or, an, or a DO. So they oh, you know do. that I'm going to be a doctor. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, I think they're more surprised in that I actually am doctoring, <laughs> if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. And that, um, and I take it seriously and education is very important to me. And right. so, and that's why they come to us. They come to us because they want more. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, and you really do bring it. That's amazing. When I watched that video, I thought, holy smokes. I, you know, I'm not that educated in all this stuff. I know I have family members that are on CBDs, you know, and different mm -hmm. things. I got a great friend here that, uh, one of the top guys, uh, actually took the first company public up in Canada with, uh, mm. with chewables, uh, out of mm -hmm. uh, Silicon Valley. And wow. he was, and he's one of the top experts in the country. He's a CFO, a financial mm -hmm. expert. So, yeah, I mean, I watch that and all that kind of stuff and other people getting in the game, but 
I just haven't really become a student. But man, I gotta tell you, that video you're, you got to you got to put that out there. That's <laughs> really I need great. To see what you watch. Yeah, you know, I, I, it was there's great. so many things that I've done. I need to look to see. Yeah, what you, I, I, I'll get that to you. Well, listen, I can't believe we're out of time already. So now I thought I tease everybody. You got to stay here because she's got something fabulous to give away. Now you got to come back because we'll make that announcement right after we come back of the break. But you got to pay attention. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter that helps you grow? personally, professionally, and spiritually. Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. We're forming chapters all over the country. I'm proud to announce I'm the regional director here in Chicago of this new initiative. There's nothing like it, folks. So if you're a small mid-market company or an individual that wants to get in the the fellowship of other believers, uh, this is for you, okay? So get out there and um, check it out on my website, and you can uh, text me. I'll give you the number in a little bit. We're going to be right back with Dr. Bridget Williams. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Okay, okay, I teach you enough. Uh, so Dr. Bridget's got a fabulous giveaway today, and she is an author of a book. Uh, so mm-hmm. she's going to give one of her books away free. She's going to autograph it, by the way. So here's the deal. You've got to text us at 312-210-0603 with the keyword courage, and you will get your very own copy of Courage in Cannabis, an anthology of inspiring stories written by heroes. So what was the genesis of this book, Bridget? Mm -hmm. So when I first got into the cannabis space, um, when I started meeting these patients, they had the most you know, breathtaking stories okay. and um, people that re- they were grown men would have tears because wow. they, there was so much shame and embarrassment in the fact that they've been using cannabis illegally. Mm. And and they had incredible stories as I've gotten to know patients of how it's changed their life and given them their life back. Mm. And I wanted to document this. I had someone that was willing to help me publish it. My heart told me those aren't your stories to publish. Mm. So I stopped and then I discovered how people do anthologies. And so I brought 18 authors together that shared their own stories that are able to profit from their stories that they wrote themselves. Okay. And we have doctors and lawyers and patients and caregivers and people that really share how they struggled with their faith even. Oh, wow. And choosing um, to use cannabis like for their children and how their church had some issues. Right. And gosh, really inspiring stories that educate and really give clarification to what cannabis is all about. For okay. People. So you got it, guys. You got to get out there. 312 210 with the keyword courage. Now we got mm-hmm. another offer that anybody and everybody can get. Uh, Dr. Bridget has uh, given an incredible thing here. She's got a discount on 20% off towards CBD products. And the keyword with that is GH. H20, GHH20. So if you, again, text me, well, she's going to give you the address where you got to go out there to do that. So what's the address that that they got to go out to? So if you go to Mm -hmm. Green Harvest 
dot health. So it's not a dot com. It's a dot health. Mm -hmm. And you'll see a tag to buy CBD. And when you go to make your purchase, put in GHH20 and you'll get 20% off your purchase. That's fabulous. Now, they have to, that's a good question. Over the internet, like, do they have to have some any kind of credentials at all? I mean, if they sit, if they live in a state that isn't, uh, you know, they might hear something that it's not uh, authorized for them to, right. to purchase so, it? So, according to the Farm Bill from 2018, for the most part, um, CBD with less than um, 0.3% THC in it is legal across the country. Ah, okay. Okay. Great. There are some nuances with states overall, but um, for the most part, CBD is legal. So when they get out there to, to that website, uh, are they, how many products do they have to select from for CBD? Oh gosh. Um, we have about eight or 10 products between gummies, um, pain creams, body butter. We have uh, four different tinctures. We have a pet CBD, oh, wow. which is actually, pet, it's really helpful for people that have older pets or mm-hmm. pets with bad anxiety as well, you know, pain. Wow. Um, so there's um, a number of different options and we are growing all the time. Uh, yeah, about 10 because there's a I think okay. we have a massage oil as well for people with really tight muscles. And uh, so, okay, yeah, so we have what's, what's the website again? Where do they go? What's the so they're going to go to greenharvest.health. Okay, great. And hit the button that says buy CBD. Okay, and the keyword again is GHH20 to get 20% off on your purchase. Yep. That's fed. Yep. very generous. Thank you very much, Bridget. Okay, listen. Um, we, we heard about some of the problems you solve for people. They're looking for alternatives. They might be at the end of the road. This is why you've gotten into this practice to really solve mm-hmm. some of these things for patients. But what makes your business unique? I mean, are there a lot of people that are doing what you're doing? Or is this kind of a pretty new field? I mean, there, there are definitely cannabis physicians everywhere, right? Okay. You know, and offer the ability to give cards to people that are seeking a card for cannabis. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really go back to that experience 20 years ago. I go back to that experience, you know, with my father when he was ill. And we really, really push to have personalized medical care. Mm. Um, We get a, there are no 15 minute visits that, you know, people can come and ask questions and, and our follow-ups are free because I want nothing to stand in the way of them using this appropriately Got it. because people can go down a wrong road or just never find it to be helpful if they don't have the right guidance. Okay. And so we do really personalized medicine. We focus on education. We focus on empowerment of the patient and empathy. I bring in that life coaching aspect of what I do so that um, you know people have a great experience. And if you're coming into an office, we have all sorts of books for sale. Ah. And I thought that was unique for a doctor's office because at doctor's offices, you get a pamphlet, right? right? Yeah. Um, And we have pamphlets, but I want my patients to be educated. Yes. And so we have all sorts of uh, books for sale at really low prices so that they can learn and continue their education in this new way. That's fabulous. That is so cool. What do you give uh, praise to the Lord for about about your business? Oh my gosh, everything, all of it. I mean, to be, I, I, <laughs> everything about what I'm doing is nothing that I ever thought I would do. Right. And so in saying that, I cannot take credit for anything but allowing God to lead it. I, I, that's all I can say. I, I, I have the chills just even okay. you know, thinking about it because it's not anything I ever thought I would do. So. So, so obviously a person of faith, obviously you're very passionate about this. How do you incorporate your faith in, in your practice? 
Um, it comes up constantly. Okay. You know, I have patients that kind of struggle mm-hmm. and think because of the history that we have in this country with cannabis, they believe mm. that they might be doing something wrong. Okay. But in reality, cannabis shows up in the Bible, uh, right? Okay. And it is, there's nothing in the Bible that ever says it's wrong. It's simply a plant from the earth. And keep in mind that cannabis has evolved over time as it's been used as a medicinal plant for centuries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the CBD and THC content, we've kind of manipulated it over time. So sometimes, you know, it's gone a little bit differently than what we planned, but the use of it medicinally in itself is nothing wrong. And so, um, you know, I know, you know, God has a bigger plan for, for what I'm doing. And I just allow myself to be there to, you know, help out. I love it. I love it. Uh, is there a story in there somewhere of a, of a patient that came without giving anything away, a patient that came sure. to you that was struggling with this and did you pray for him or how, how'd you get him? Oh over gosh. The um, so I had learned over time, you know, tr- traditionally medicine, you're not supposed to openly express your faith, but right. I have found over time people come to me because I am personal with them. Okay. And so I, I, at one point, my favorite part of what I did is before COVID, I did home visits. Mm. And I worked with nurses that worked in homes and they would call me and I would sit there and pray with that patient and that family. And I don't know if there's a bigger gift than being invited into people's homes and being allowed to pray with them Mm. over their uh, patient that's ill. Um, And of course, with COVID that, you know, that hasn't been an option, but gosh, that was my greatest gift, greatest gift. Wow. I just love it. I, I knew, folks, I told you I was jonesing for this meeting with her, and boy, <laughs> she is delivering it in spades. Wow. <laughs> uh, obviously, with what you do, you're providing a lot of hope for people, you know, because, they're, like you said, some of them are at the end of the road. You know, there's there's no other all, you know, place for them to go. And, mm-hmm. and in that, and it sounds like that's one of your greatest joys, is being able to, to counsel with them, to be beside them, to pray for them, to get them over uh, you know, the and give them hope, right? There's got to be a mm-hmm. tremendous amount of hope that you're giving people. Um, and also probably some disappointment too, right? I mean, let's face it, you know, it's God's made us and he's made us for, we got an expiration date. So, you know, that's in his planning and his timing. But let me ask you this, what words of wisdom would you have given your younger self? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, I think just being... Being in medicine, I, I think I've naturally maybe been hard on myself over time. Um, and but I would really say to my younger self that the road is never easy, and there are a lot of turns and twists. And um, but to not doubt who I am, and to not doubt who made me, and to not doubt what I can do through you know his deliverance. And so, um, yeah, so. Th- like I said, I never thought I would make this combination and mm. I'm just glad that I've been open enough to make it happen. Yeah, boy. And what an impact you're doing. I hope that, uh, you know, uh, the folks out there get out there to see her. The website address again is what? So green harvest okay. dot health. And uh, so there's information there, a right. lot of activity on social media as well. So green harvest health, whether it's on, um, Facebook or Instagram. And I do a lot on Dr. Bridget um, Williams on Facebook, where I probably have my more personal banter. Um, You know, I put posts about Ash Wednesday today. And and I do try to, you know, I I try to be respectful of um, everyone's diversity, but I don't necessarily hide my own 
you know, guidance. Right, my obviously. So yeah. I thought this was really interesting when I found it. I just had a big grin on my face. What's interesting, cool, or funny about you? <laughs> um, so I am 49, mm-hmm. and I love, love, love rollerblading. <laughs> like, you know, if I had, you know, from the time that it gets sunny enough and warm enough for me to get get out there, and it's such a freeing experience. And so... um I probably should wear more helmets and knee pads. I'm really, I'm really bad at that, but I love the freedom of it. Yeah. And, Did yeah. you rollerblade as a kid? Is that where it comes from? I was a big roller skater. Yeah. So when oh, okay. I was a kid, I did love roller skating. And then when I went to college, I didn't have a car. <laughs> so and there I you didn't go. Like, I didn't like uh, bikes. Like okay. that was aggravating. Rollerblades, you can get in and out of every place yeah. really easy. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Folks, I can't believe <laughs> out of our third segment. You got to come back because in the next segment, uh, Bridget and I are going to roundtable a mystery subject. So, Dr. Bridget, we're going to be right back here, and we're going to roundtable mystery subject. So, I'm not going to tell you what it is until you come back, okay? So, you come back in this last segment, and we're going to have that mystery subject roundtable. Again, Bob Lambert, Faith Marketplace, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Get out there and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. we got lots of goodies out there, and we're going to be right back with Dr. Bridget Williams. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Dr. Bridget William. She's an MD, and if you haven't caught this thing, you got to go back, and when we have it released up on uh, MP3, you got to check this out. But we decided to tease you a little bit about a mystery subject that we're going to roundtable. And that mystery subject has to be called something called head trash. Uh, you know, Dr. Bridget has talked about this. She had to get over some things about cannabis and some other things. So she had major head trash. I've had head trash. And she's also going to, we're going to break a couple myths about that. So, uh, mm-hmm. Bridget, what, what can we talk about with some of this head trash around cannabis? Well, I, I would say that just from my personal experience, um, I was terrified of cannabis. Mm. I had my best friend's cousin, and we all grew up together. She was, you know, the cousin was older, and she always smelled like weed, and mm. she was a wild child. Okay. And she pretty much scared me and my best friend. Mm. And um, so, and keep in mind, um, you know, grade school, college, Right. Uh, you know, high school, college, we had kids at the same time. We never talked about it. We mm. never tried it. Wow. We never even talked about that. It wasn't until I got into the space and then I all of a sudden thought back and understood what was going on. Ah, I go to okay. my best friend and I said, did you ever try it in school and I missed that? And she's like, no, I was scared because of my cousin. Mm. And I was like, your cousin was bipolar. Wow. And she was treating her symptoms with cannabis to the best of her ability. Wow. And I mean, because then I kind of like clicked into the doctor part. Right. Yeah. And and I was like, I was terrified of cannabis because of her. She was like, I was the same way. And she was like, she was just diagnosed bipolar just like a couple months ago. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So all that time. And I'm thinking this young girl was doing the very best she could. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and now she's doing so much better, so much better. But um, so I had my own fears because of that. Right. And so um, once that was cleared up, 
I really learned so much about it, you know. Well, it sounds like because you're a person of education and also intrigue and curiosity, that helped sure. you get over that hump, right? How long did it yeah. take for you to get uh, dispel that myth or get over that? I mean, as soon as I started really doing the research and educating myself about cannabis, um, I started putting the two and two together when uh-huh. it came to, to that situation. But things like the fact that you don't ever have to be, I have patients that have never been high and they've been using it for the last three years for their uh-huh. pain or what have you. Okay. And what people don't know is that when you're using CBD, which is one of the major compounds in cannabis, mm-hmm. along with THC. If they're in equal amounts or CBD is a little bit higher, it blocks that euphoric feeling. Ah, okay. For some people, they ne- I have I have patients that have never had a cigarette, a glass of wine, a bit. They've not. They don't want that, right? Right. right. You're able to use this as a medicine and mm. never get that heady feeling. Got it. And I think people assume that everyone's walking around high, and they're not. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. I know my brother. Uh, has a medical medical card out in Arizona, and he's been using it for years. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, I would have to share with you, he was using the other form of it you know, many, many yeah. years before that, too. So he'd been a big advocate for a long time, but now he's yeah. got, the, like you said, the research and the science behind that. You know, it, right. busting these myths, and it, this is something that I, you know, some of the couple things that you did in that, that video, but what, what would mm-hmm. you say are the top three myths that people got to get over or are pretty preve- prevalent? And it probably is yeah. age categories prevalent, I would assume. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one major one is the fear of addiction, uh-huh. right? Okay. And that's one that I really have to have conversations about. And the one thing that people have to understand that the addiction rate with can't, because there can be addiction, don't get me wrong. Okay. But the addiction rate is around the same amount as caffeine, about wow. 9%. No kidding. Alcohol, cigarettes, Obviously, opioids, uh, Mm -hmm. all of those are much, much greater, right? Okay. And so it is about learning how to use it appropriately, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And we do know people that are highly addicted to caffeine, and we know a lot of people that are able to have a cup a day and they're fine, right? right? Yeah. But the assumption that you're going to be kind of strung out and using it and having being totally out of control is extremely few and far between. Okay. And most of the time, those are people that have other issues and they're using cannabis as kind of their scapegoat. Got it. Okay. And so uh, I noticed the, the one that I saw, one of the ones I saw, you, you were giving a presentation to seniors. And mm-hmm. I would think that, that that particular category probably has a lot of head trash around this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it seemed very helpful I saw a lot of head nodding in the audience, you know, that you were absolutely very articulate, very clear about things. And as a medical doctor, it would seem to me that gives you a lot more credibility the way you presented it, you know, because. And I take that seriously as well, you know, that people are, um, I I make sure I do my work so that they can trust the the Mm -hmm. work that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one right there. Trust, right? You know, I, I, because when I coach and teach folks, you know, to get over some of this, because the biggest thing I tell people, that, you know, the first thing I got to do is clean out that six inches between your ears. I mean, if mm-hmm. you've been on the planet any time, a lot of people have just got, you know, head trash. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, a uh, little garbage bag full. And the other times it's a whole dumpster full, you know, because right. <laughs> over time these things layer on. 
And a lot of it is, like you said, fear, you know, which is false evidence of something real, right, that we've learned. That's the, how spell fear out is that. <laughs> and then other things they share. Did you ever have fear of, uh, you know, a monster in the closet or something under your bed? And then all of a sudden you shine a light down there and just a bunch of dust bunnies. I said, well, that's exactly what's going on because we're only born with two fears. Did you know that? What are the two fears? Two fears. Loud noises. Okay. And uh, what's the other one? Loud noises and fo- fear of falling. Those are the only two natural ones that we have. Yeah. Else is, everything else is learned when you think about it. Yeah. And, and that, go, to your point, goes all the way back to childhood, the experience you had with this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this cousin of this uh, young lady mm-hmm. that you're a friend of. So, yeah, a lot of this stuff is conditional or where we grew up. I mean, there's a whole lot of things, as you know, to unpack that. And like you did, you finally got to the root cause. Because as you mm-hmm. started examining it, you started to educate yourself. What's the root cause of this fear I had about this thing? Mm-hmm. And boy, you traced it all the way back, you know, and that, that was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other thing that we could sh- talk about here as far as head trash or fear that, that people have around this thing? Well, I think for a lot of people, they think they have to smoke, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And the, particularly in this, you know, as this whole industry grows, you never have to smoke. You never have to inhale. You can take pills if you still like, mm-hmm. if you still prefer that, or edibles, which are some form of something that you're eating mm-hmm. um, to take it in, or tinctures, which absorb underneath your tongue. Um, oh, there's yeah. sprays that you can spray in your mouth. Wow. Um, I mean, there's so many other options mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you never have to inhale if that is something that you're uncomfortable with. Okay. And so, um, so that's definitely another piece that kind of slows people down from considering it as an option. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. how have you found the faith community to be about this? You know, whether it be ministers or other people about this whole thing. Have you gotten any pushback, or or have you had been able to address some of that? Um, I, I've done some church talks. Okay. And um, <laughs> so it, it's funny because. I share my story and I think people can relate to it and um, they're apprehensive in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but they tend to are really willing to listen and understand what I'm saying. Keep in mind, cannabinoids are just not cannabis. We have these compounds in all sorts of other places, right? It's just that it's most abundant. And so there's um, a product I use that comes from orange peels. Mm. Wow. So part of that, it's getting some of that out of your head. So sharing that with people <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of bridges the gap. And it's, um, you know, it's a credible option for people that need it. Oh, man. I can't believe we're out of time, Dr. Bridges. This is unbelievable. Hey, again, you got to get out there and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. We're on here every Saturday noon to 1 o'clock on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. We're going to be back here next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock, and we hope you join us there. Get out and check out faithmarketplace.com. We've got lots of stuff out there. All the podcasts go back a whole bunch of years. I can't believe we're in our ninth year uh, for the show in over 700 plus, I don't know, 80 or something interviews now, maybe 90 with you. <laughs> well, so get out there and check us out, and uh, we'll be back next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.